Alright everybody, welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buck Pusting Podcast, week number 23. My name is Kyle and I'm surrounded by all my co-hosts. Wow. Yeah. 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 Howdy. Hey. Alright, let's hop right into it. I Biggest news, most recent news with the remaining four teams. Montreal head coach Ducharme has actually been diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 and will be missing game three against Vegas on the 20th. So... Mm. Big. Yeah. Huh, huh. Um, moving on with other coaches. Uh, Rod Brindamore just signed a three-year de- uh, contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. So that takes him off the market for this offseason. And Gerard, I'm sorry if you butcher his fucking name. Gallant. just signed with the Rangers. So that's a big name off the market for, for Seattle. Assuming that they're going to announce a head coach here. Actually. They, so they should because they got only... Couple more weeks after the finals. <laughs> Introducing yeah. the new Seattle head coach, John Tortorella. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Can you imagine that? Fine. Speaking of other big names uh, getting off the market, and they could have went after this guy. Rick Nash has been hired as the player of development operations with the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. So what does that mean? What is he going to be doing for Columbus? He's the the development of player operations. Which pretty much he's he, he's going to work with their minors minor league team oh, and gotcha. be like, okay, this is what you need to do in order to well, make he, he's the Columbus in charge of like telling them what they need to do to become pre- NHL caliber. And yeah, he's pretty much going to be in charge of the training regiments for uh, affiliate teams for the affiliate team, More, whatever the affiliate team for. I have no clue. Don't ask me. Uh, it's, <laughs> a, it's Cleveland. Uh, it's a Cleveland League mon- Monsters. Cleveland League Monsters? Okay. Yeah. So, um, Jason Spezza actually also signed a one-year deal with Toronto, um, league minimum. So, he gets to stay in his hometown of Toronto for another year. So, too bad he's going to have another first-round exit. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me ask Wait, you. I, just, I still haven't. I'm not even a Maple Leafs fan. I still haven't gotten over the fact that that happened. Man. I know. It was three. One! Three games to one. That's not the first time they've done it either. They've done that so many times. This is the first time where game seven was like a blowout. Almost every game seven they've had has been close down to wire, but this one was just like, it was done from the beginning. They just kept making the margin bigger and bigger as the game went on. And yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me ask you guys this. Going back to Audrey Sharp, how do you guys think um, Montreal is going to do tonight without their head coach? Well, how they'll do tomorrow. Tomorrow, or tomorrow night. Game, uh, yeah. Yes. It's... I, it's going to be tough. I mean, considering the NHL's protocol, he's not allowed to have communications, I think, up to an hour before puck drop. Something like that, yeah. Which is going to be tough. When we That's know. really yeah, kind of dumb. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean... I think it'd be better if, you know, once the anthem singer was done... Like, once the anthem singer started, that'd be. I think it'd be fair, but, like, an hour before puck drop... No, that's not a lot six, of stuff can go can go south in that hour. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Six, six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, who yes, do, do you know who they have filling in as like an interim? Uh, right I have now? it right here. Um, assistant Luke Richardson was an emergency replacement Friday for Coach Dominic Ducharme. Okay, all right. So, do you guys think he has big enough shoes to fill for the playoff the game? The problem is, is, I just don't. I just don't know much about him. Yeah, me like, neither. But just with, with the way Montreal has been playing ever since the first game of round one against Toronto, it's they're a good team, man. They're, they want prove they want to be Canadians, Canada's team. They want to be the first Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup since they did it back in, what, 93? 94. 94. Yeah, I was going to say, Rangers did it in 93, and Montreal did it in 94. I thought it was the other way around. But. No. I, <clears throat> I, I did the research this past week. I was wrong last week. But. Okay. Well, and I think I really think they have the brass to do it oh, yeah. too. I, For sure, they're. Yeah, I they, really they might drop this game, but I don't see it being much of an influence on the rest of the series. I see. I see them pushing it to seven. I, I, I really want because it, it's what two to one Montreal right now, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, going to game four. I, so I still kind of like what you. I still think Montreal will. I think pull it out in game seven. I would. I, I really want to see them take Vegas down. I really as really, much as really I really like want Vegas. To see them. As much yeah, as much as I admire Vegas for being as young a team as they are, I would absolutely love to see the Canadians. And as, mu- as much bias as I have had since since the signing happened, since you know the beginning of the season, I want Mark Andre Fleury to get his fourth cup. Like he is playing, like he wants that so bad because he know he knows in his head that he doesn't have much time left. Right, but you, you never know. know. You never you want to play every season like it's your last, and I feel like absolutely. that's what he's doing. 
But you also got to look at the same with Carey Price, too. Like, Carey yeah. Price, like, he wasn't phenomenal during, like, the beginning and even, like, midway through the regular season. Like, he was, he was good, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't, mm-hmm. like, super high caliber. Like, I was, I don't know about you guys, I was fairly surprised to see uh, Montreal even make the playoffs. I was, Honestly, yeah. I, I was very, very surprised with and that. They just barely beat out, what was it, the Calgary? But they just barely beat out of the playoff race, yeah. yeah. By a couple points. like what you were saying um, a while back with Carey Price with his injuries. Like, yeah, he was he, hurt for, um, for a decent amount of the year. But he came what back. I think is going to work out to his advantage is this is a completely different Carey Price than I've seen in the last couple of years. Because oh, yeah. as far as, like, him getting injured in the regular season or even, even him having a bad game, it takes him so long to dig himself out of that hole. Because the thing is, is he gets injured or, as I said, he plays a bad game, makes a bad save or whatever, goes to make a bad save, ends up giving away an easy goal. You know, he. the one thing I've noticed about him is he's kind of a perfectionist. And he really grills himself on it. And that's what I think hinders him in the end is the fact that he is getting into his own head about like I played I played a shitty game, I played or this injury kind of sucks or whatever it could be. Yeah. He gets into his own head and that's why I think it takes him so long to recover from something as severe as that. Now, like you said, he was in, injured in towards the tail end of the regular season. He has come back and he is I was just going to say like you can see based on last year and a couple years prior and this year a playoff carry price is a completely different monster that we haven't oh. seen often. But the past two years, he is he's ridiculous in the playoffs. Like, oh, unbelievable. He completely stole that series away from the Penguins last season, stole the first round away from Toronto, stole the second round away from Winnipeg. This season, this series, I think, is going to be a, bar, a seven game barn burner. Like, no questions asked because you got you just have two. Monster I'm saying six, mon- no, no less than six. Like, this is going to six, I think, no matter what. I don't think Montreal wants to go back home for a game six. Well, assuming Vegas wins game five back on home ice. I mean, they're going to carry all the momentum. You know, and with as experienced of a team as, as Vegas is, it's just going to be tough for Montreal well, to recover if they lose all that momentum going into well, here, game six. Here's my mm-hmm. question for you. Sorry, I was kind of quiet. I don't know. You know I had to do something real quick. But um, do you think Vegas might crack under the pressure? Because I think this is one of their – very few game sevens. Do you think Vegas I, or Flurry would crack under the pressure of being at home for game six or game seven? Flurry, no, because no. Flurry's been there time in and time out, whether I'm, it's on home ice well, or I'm away. Not, okay, I'm not saying but, Flurry alone, but I'm saying like the team as a whole. The team as a whole. I, like, I, I think again, even with their, their short tenure, what only four or five years of existence, they have still had had experience of game sevens. I, I think I think within Fleur's experience and Fleur's confidence going into a Game 7 situation, his confidence will give the Vegas Golden Knights the confidence they need to pull victory out of their asses and move on to the Stanley Cup Final. That's but what it comes question, down to. But And then another question I guess you could kind of piggyback off of that is, do you really think they will, though? Because they have a lot of really, really young players I don't think I don't think age matters. We've always said age is just a number, and I I don't think it's going to matter whether or not they're going. And that you know Canadians have a lot of older and a lot more much experienced players. I don't think it matters. It just all matters of how the two goaltenders play. That's mm-hmm. how it's, that's how this is how this entire playoffs have been at the battle of the goaltenders. That's how most of the regular season went. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. To some actual trade rumors, uh, Jack Eichel, the whole situation in Buffalo, obviously he demanded a, a trade before the trade deadline, didn't go, never moved. Yeah, never moved, finished the season, this season in Buffalo. Two big, na- uh, two big teams that are hunting down right now are Anaheim and Columbus, which I know Columbus, as of recently, is looking to move Lightning. I know. Yeah, I, really. I just, I just yeah. started to hear that. that they there, are. there are some very little rumors out there. But like they're they're still out there. Like so Jeffrey said, would end up, if that trade were to go through, it'd be Line going to Buffalo. It, it might be the two big pieces, Line for Eichel, just like Line like, like one for one. Well, and then like a couple they did like a, the Subban Weber or the Hall for Larson. It, this could be a one for one. 
This could be a package deal. But then you got to think. Could be a, th- a three-team trade deal. Who knows? And this know, might be. Oops, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Because uh, I know Buffalo. I saw they earlier this week with um that they if they are were willing to get rid of Eichel, they would want a number a first round pick. And then they were saying. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those. Is Jack Eichel worth it though? But I, I don't. Think, I don't think if he would go to Columbus, are they willing to give up a first round pick and Linea for just a player? Jack Eichel. Is, Jack Eichel's proved he wants to play for a winning team. Is he really going to want to go to a team such as Columbus well, or Anaheim? Well, hear me out. I think. I I personally think Anaheim has a little bit more of an edge over Columbus as far as like a winning team, and that's for the fact that they have two very. Powerful offensive players in Ryan Getzlaff. Ryan Getzlaff and Kevin Shattenkirk. Well, and they have the man between the pipes, John Gibson. You know, yeah, yeah. With Gib- Gibby's Gibby, a great goaltender. Gibby is one of my personal favorite goalies. He's always he always has been. He probably always will be. And it's one of those things like where show. if you look at someone like Line pairing up with Getzlaff and uh, Gibby. You know, you have Gibby maybe, or you have you know Gibby back in the goaltender. You have maybe Line playing right wing, Getzlaff playing your center, and they're on your line. You know, you might they might be on your second line. See, I was thinking more along the line of, and this is going to be kind of shitty. I was thinking like Shattenkirk for Eichel, send Shattenkirk, send Shattenkirk up to Buffalo, and then but, send Eichel. But I don't think they need a real aging defenseman in Buffalo. Because I, I know there are also rumors out there that they're trying to get rid of uh, Rosmus Dolan and I'm blanking the other defenseman out there. The young Ristolainen? defenseman. Ristolainen, yes. Yeah. They're, really? trying, really? They're, they're trying to ship them out. I think they're two best defensemen. <laughs> I know, but it's, at this point, it's like they, they, also, they also want out of... They, yeah, they want out of Buffalo. And, Another know. team that I wouldn't mind seeing Jack Eichel go to, Chicago. Oh, the All-American line with Brinkett, Eichel, and... Kane. Yeah. I don't think that'd be bad. I think that'd be really good for them. Yeah, good for them, but bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, that's well, just going to... I think it's like, I don't... Would they, do you think they'd give him that first-line center spot over Taze? No. Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with a 1-2-3 punch, which would be nice, you know. Yeah. Having t- uh, assuming Taze is healthy, Kirby Dog's healthy, having a 1-2-3 punch doesn't sound bad, especially if you want to go deep into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, you it's have, just if you really think about it, though, a winning team's come. A winning team comes from winning players. Like, I know he's saying he wants to go play for a winning team. Buffalo could be a winning team. He like just at the beginning of the season, like, I really thought they were. Like everybody was saying how they have, they're a playoff contending team. That's what I'm saying. Amazing, they have, amazing team. On they paper. have the potential to be a very winning team. They just, Their teammates, his teammates, just don't want to. Do it. It's not yeah. just. It's not just Jack it's Eichel. Him in it's general, all he didn't across do it. he, like, the board. You could see, like, through how with Vizine, he just he just stopped trying, man. He's just like, fuck. We lost eighteen games in a row. Screw it. I'm not even gonna try anymore. Yeah, he just did, did not have much help around him. That's what. Yeah. Like what Ethan said. Like no well, one put in work. And you know, him, him giving up is what caused them to have that. What was it? 17, 18, 18 game deficit. Eighteen games. And because he he's their captain. He. Is supposed to be the leader of this team. He's not. He's not being one. He he is one, but he is not being one. Exactly. Yeah. So you're saying they just have a lack of leadership? Potentially, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Now, here's my big question. This is I kind of I zoned out. This is Chicago, right? Jack Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay. I zoned out. I'm sorry. I because you Uh, you must have heard me say I potentially like I heard go to Chicago. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. So. What I'm like, if they, if I were Buffalo, the first thing I would try to do, if I would try to get, you know, if I would get rid of Eichel and get a, you know, bigger, better, maybe even a, you know, maybe a younger player. That way he can kind of build up Buffalo and he can be the new leader of Buffalo and everybody can rally around him. That's why I'm saying ship him to Chicago and get somebody such as Dylan Strom or Cooper, Kirby Doc or even Pius Suter who really proved himself this season. Somebody young and up and coming that can that has the potential to have leadership qualities in the very near future. 
That's why I think Chicago would probably be one of the best destinations for him to go. Oh, I'd yeah. love to see him on a line oh, with yeah. like Stroman Doc. Or even throw him on that first line with Debrinkin and Kane. I was even thinking about going back to Anaheim. I was looking through their roster and I forgot they have a couple powerhouses like Carter Rowney, ex Penguin. I mean, he's he. I don't, I don't know if I'd call him a powerhouse, but he he has. But he's another one. You know, it has potential. Yeah. I just stuttered the hell out of that. I don't know what I even but said there. Like <laughs> you know, when a player has potential like Rowney, or like you guys were saying, Henrik, and it's one of those things where Eichel might just be that little kick in the ass they need. You know. Yeah. But that's another thing you gotta look at. Like, would Eichel be willing to go to a team, a bottom of the barrel team like that? He go for oh, moving what two slots up in the standings. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm going from th- a 31st pace team to a 27th pace team. <laughs> wow, big big yeah, strides, man! I know, it, and I know it sounds dumb, but what about even sending him to Detroit? I mean, again, he wants to play for a winning franchise, or even. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see him going for a team like Pittsburgh? No, 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 no. no. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh can't afford him. I mean, I'd love to see it. Trust me, I'd love to see. It. I would. I was really hoping we were going to snag Taylor or, Hall at the trade deadline. But what about a team like a current playoff team now, like Tampa or Montreal? No, 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 no. not not a chance in hell. No. I, I don't see him going to a high market team, but going to a team that has playoff content that has the contention to be a playoff team and has the potential to be a playoff team. Well, shit. What about Nashville? I think he'd fit pretty well down in Nashville. Yeah, that wouldn't be a test of that. That's not bad. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be cocky. I think I think Chicago is a pretty good, pretty good. Well, turn like back. going back to what we were saying, if he goes to Nashville, he has Pecorino between the pipes. You know, Pecorino might also just, be retiring this offseason. Keep in mind, true. at the age, age of 38, I wouldn't doubt that Peck is going to be leaving the NHL as a whole. Yeah. All right, moving on to something more positive. That's not a, a jack-off situation. <laughs> um, the NHL player poll. Uh, one one subject, one topic. Vote your best player. Vote your favorite player. Let's start off with... Uh, well, let's debate about this. Uh, let's start off with the uh, best goal scorer at uh, 46.27%. Austin Matthews. I can't argue. Yeah. 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 As, much, as much as I want to argue it, I can't. The only reason I don't like... Is there like I, a top three? No, they're listed? The no, it's just the winner. Okay. The only reason I absolutely detest Austin Matthews is he's just an arrogant fuck. Because the, the other top two I would think off the top of my head would be McDavid and Ovechkin. Yeah. yeah. Those would be the other two that I would think would be top three. I figured Ovi would have taken it. No, I, I could have seen Matthews coming from a mile oh, away. Oh, Ovi's on there. He's just in a different category. Category, yeah. All right. Best defenseman, uh, 64.71% is uh, Victor Hedman. I agree with that. I, I can't yeah, even fight I that. Wasn't I mean, I think... Yeah, no. Honestly, there's some argument for somebody like... Um, Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr or even Quinn Hughes. But, yeah. But about, just, with, just with experience, yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah, I was even going to say... Well, no, you probably disagree with me, but I was going to say somebody even like Drew Doughty. I wouldn't. Three, three four years ago, I would have said yes. But, but no. Yeah. Anyway, best goaltender. Let's actually go over to uh, Hetman's teammate at a fifty-four point twelve percent, Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, no, 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 sh- no yeah, shocker no there. Question. All right, the only tie for this all most complete player. Both of them having a twenty-three point seventy-eight percent. All complete player. Yeah, mo- most complete player. Both both ends of ice everywhere. Uh, tied is Sidney Crosby and Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, I think that I think yeah. they nailed every single one of those. Right yeah, that's money. fair. Yeah. Anyway, this is where Ethan would have had it. Uh, best shot, Alex Ovechkin at 48.95. Wow. So that's, that's, that's what, a goal every other shot? Basically. No, just best shot, period. Just oh, shot, I yeah. thought it was like best aim shot or something. Where he, I, I mean, okay. I thought they that's broke just, down That's the just them voting. Like 48% oh, okay. of them voted for OB. I thought they broke down the numbers, and I was like, no, oh, my no. God. He fucking... Uh, best stick handler, huh, handler, huh. uh, Patty Kane. Can, yeah, yeah, Patty Kane. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna mount that along with you. Uh, best passer, uh, 20% is uh, Nick Bast- Backstrom. Yeah, yeah, when, when you play in a line as o- Ovechkin, I mean, yeah, 100%. Run. He's the one that's constantly feeding it to Ovechkin. They have that McDavid Drysaddle connection right there, except with you know the experience and the cups. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, most fashionable, Ethan's favorite, Austin Matthews. <laughs> I want to punch that caterpillar right off his freaking <laughs> And I'm going to have you guys take a guess or see if you remember the, who has, uh, has voted the best reverse retro jersey. Was it uh, Arizona? Nope. Wow. Or uh, Colorado? Yep. Uh, at a 28.57% Colorado. I'll see it as Emory Anaheim because I know like they look kind of like that Anaheim retro. I wish they would have brought the back the retro Anaheim Duck logo, but I'm not pretty sure they already have that on an alternate. Yeah, they have it already on an alternate. They're orange and they're black and green. That's really nice. I like that one. All right, moving on to our main topic of the day. We're going to be doing two little different, two different little lists here. We're going to be doing what we think were the top 10 current goaltenders that were active as of this season. And we're also going to do a small top five all-time or retired goaltenders. We're going to start with the five retired because it'll be a little shorter, a little bit quicker. Um, I want to throw out my honorable mentions real quick being Marty Turco and Chris Osgood. My honorable mentions. Okay. I actually did Ed, Ed Bell for, for my honorable I mention. So. He, 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 might, he just barely missed my top, my honorable mention. So he would have been like an eight, an eight or a nine. But at number five, I got Johnny Bauer. Okay. Very, you know, elite, you know, very old time goaltender back for Toronto. I mean, the four, four times Stanley Cup winner, uh, two time Vezina Trophy winner, you know, was slipped into the All Star game, three time Les Cunningham Award winner, three time Calder Cup winner. Like the, the dude did it all back when he was playing. From what I remember, he was really—he was a short dude. He was like five seven, five eight. He was a short dude for, for a goaltender. goaltender. Yeah, he was oh my short. God. Wait, he was what, short as shit. What was his name? Johnny Bauer. I'll look it up. He was short as hell. Was it B A U? B O W E R. Okay. Yeah, he he was short as shit. Yeah, my number five. I actually had uh, Tony Esposito. Uh, okay. I had Tony Esposito. He had. Uh, Is that right? Uh, five foot eleven. Okay, he was still, still, short still, short. still really short for a goaltender. Yeah. I mean, considering Tallis one is, you know, um, Ben, ben Bishop. Bishop what, six, eight, six, six, seven? Six, seven. Oh, yeah. my Holy God. Hell. Hey, here's Dave. a little fun fact. Here's a World War II. Tony Bauer, really? It says Battles and Wars, World War II. Oh. Huh. So, wow. I said Tony Esposito for the simple fact that he had a really... But, back with... Tony Esposito, I just, he had such a long lasting career, especially in Chicago. He spent 15, 15 years in Chicago. Yeah. Played a total of 886 games by the end of his career. That's a good amount for a goalie. Yeah. He was, he was I mean, phenomenal. For being that long as a, as a goaltender in general, it's, it's tough regardless of, you know, who you play for or how many times you bounced around the league. That's, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffy, who do you have? For? Um, I had Dominic S. Dominic Hasek. Yep. Okay. And fun fact with him, he's the only goaltender to ever face most shots per 60 minutes while also leading the league in save percentage. Um, <laughs> if that isn't really, he actually um, did it twice and then um, with, I mean, he has six um, for the Vernana Trophy, two consecutive, yeah, Vanesna, sorry, two consecutive Hart Trophies and two Stanley Cups and a Gold medal in the 90, 1998 Winter Olympics. Oh, wow. that, that's actually who I also had as my number five. Uh, a little bit more background info about Hasek. Born in 65, out of the 735 games he'd played, he had a 2.2 goals against average at a .992 save percentage. Uh, wins lost, it's a 389 to 223. And he has a total of 81 shutouts throughout his career. Holy hell. God damn. And, so. He, I knew he was an impressive goaltender. I didn't know he was. If, like, I, had, if I had done insane. that that much further research, I might have thrown him in I'll, to I'll at least s- an honorable mention. I'll send you the link of what I used for for this later. But um, dude, that's holy impressive. Yeah. A point nine nine two save percent. Point nine nine two. Holy you shit! You know you should do, Colin. Why don't you drop the link in the video for everybody else who wants to learn about goaltenders tonight? I'll do that there. But yeah, the link will be in the description below. Check it out. Yeah, he um paved um. A lot for um, a bunch of nowadays um, European goaltenders. Yeah, that's insane. Holy hell. All right, moving on. Let's go to number four. I'll start off. Uh, my number four. four fur. Number yeah. four. My number four. My, my number four is uh, Cujo. Okay. 
I mean, as much as I liked him, I mean, it was hard to beat out my top three. Uh, more info, 943 uh, games played, uh, 2.97 goals against, uh, 0.906 save percentage, uh, 121 wins, 352 losses, which kind of sucks for a goaltender like him. But I mean, Yeah, that's rough. And he has a total of 51 shutouts, shutouts in his, his career. Yeah, so I ended up having, uh, for my number four, I actually said uh, Roberto Luongo. He, I had for number three for me. Okay. Yeah, I said Roberto Luongo because, I mean, do I really need to say more? Because the guy's been all over the league. He had he has 19 seasons in the NHL. He has played a whopping 1,044 games before he retired. And that's actually the most recent goaltender to have a C before they named uh, Henrik Sedin and captain. And recently won. Was he really? Yeah, for, as a joke, he wore, wore the C in his practice jersey, and for, for a couple weeks, he was the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Oh. Obviously, they, they, they stripped him of the C because, you know, the league was like, you can't have a goaltender as a fucking captain. But, I, mean, I don't understand why not. I, nothing, I get into the nothing, sense. Nothing against Roberto Luongo. I personally don't think he could be in the t- top 10 for sure, but not, I don't think he'd be in the top five of all time. Just going based off of some of the other names we're going to be listening here in a little bit, I, I don't think he deserves a top five spot. Nothing against the guy. He's a phenomenal goaltender. I thought I also can never do anything that he's accomplished in my life. I say he's but one of the few actually in the last um, two decades to actually have a goaltender number retired by an organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many goalies can you actually say that had their number retired by said organization? Yeah, Johnny Bauer he, did. I, I forgot to mention that, but Johnny Bauer had his number retired by Toronto. I think but how long ago was that? That's a Real question. I think Luongo was no with in the past five to ten years. Luongo's number was uh, retired with Florida. Florida. I really want to say it was Florida retired his number. Yeah, I, no, I can't remember. But uh, Kyle, who's your number four? My number four. I had Terry Sawchuk of Montreal. Who? Okay. Terry Sawchuk. Who? If you start doing <laughs> this, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. But uh, it, he, I did it for a reason. He was H H O rookie of the year in 1949. Colder Memorial Trophy in 1951. Was lifted into eleven different All Star games, three of the first all first All Star team, four second All Star teams, uh, four Viznas, four Stanley Cups, a Lester Patrick Trophy. He was the first goaltender to record a hundred career regular season shutouts. Obviously, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in nineteen seventy one. Uh, Detroit's he, Detroit Red Wings retired his number one in on March sixth of nineteen ninety four. He selected as Manitoba's Player of the Century. Like he's He's put up great numbers. He's put up a, one, pretty much one at all. That's why I had him at number four. Fair enough. All right, well, I'm going to go with another one of the greats for the, the Devils. My number three was uh, Marty Brodeur. Okay. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, I had 12, I had 1,200 games, oh, just over 1,200 games. He's two, uh, 2.24 goals against mm-hmm. average, uh, .912 save percentage. He's 691 and 397 and has a record high of 125 shutouts in his career. So, obviously, going down as one that, by far one of the best goaltenders to ever pay hot to dress up for that NHL. See, I said my number three. I actually, believe it or not, said Ron Hextall. I had to give my number three to Ron Hextall. I mean, he had, obviously, an amazing lineage and uh, history with the Flyers, as much as I really hate to talk anything good about the Flyers. <laughs> he was, like, the one thing that they had going for. I've said this fun fact before, but uh, Ron Hextall was actually the first goalie in NHL history to ever conceive a goal. Uh, December 8th, 1987. Uh, Johnny, what do you have to say about the Flyers? Who's Johnny? Johnny, where are you? What? Come here. What did it say about the Flyers? No. Okay, whatever. Um, I am uh, for mine. I had um, one of the few goaltenders that actually never... We'll um, hold old Stanley on um, Ryan Miller. Um, he um, was um, selected in the 2014 Winter Olympics, and he's one of the few um, 30 goaltenders to um, win over 300 games. And with a 2.64 goal against and a .914 um, save percentage. It's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. 
I mean, starting off his career with a, yeah. a Buffalo team that was actually pretty decent, <coughs> pretty decent at the time, sh- shockingly enough, to go from that to what we just saw. <laughs> All right, go. Um, my number four. We already said my number four. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, well, we're on number three. Number three, I have Jocks Plant, another all-time Canadians goaltender. Who? Again, for a reason. He won six Stanley Cups. He won seven Vesnas. Also, eight All-Star Game appearances. Dunked into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1978. Like, another guy, he's done it all. He, those two goalies that I mentioned, Terry Sotchuk and Jock Spana, combined for more than half of the Canadian Stanley Cups that they have won. So. Oh, wow. All right, number two. This might come as a surprise for me to put in this, though. Uh, Patrick Waugh. He, he actually was I'm curious as to hear going to put as your number one. Uh, Ed, uh, just over a thousand games played, uh, two point five four goals against average. Uh, he's five fifty one, uh, three fifteen, and has uh, sixty six shutouts. Wow. Yeah. What's his save percentage? Save percentage is point one zero. Point nine one. That's still pretty. That's, that's still, still pretty. That's yeah. still really good. See, my number two is actually one of uh, Kyle's honorable mentions, and I actually said Chris Osgood. Number two. As my number two. Um, That's it. I have no no arguments putting him in the top five. It just I thought that this these ones I've listed were better. Yeah. yeah no disrespect to Chris, I still f- absolutely phenomenal. Eighteen seasons and with three cups. Three four. cups, four hundred and one wins in his career. He is the tenth all time goaltender as far as overall career wins. Wow. And uh, fifty shots to his name. Fifty. So, fifty. Go ahead, Jeffy. I actually mine was actually. Patrick Saint Patrick Wall, what Colin just said. Was your number two? He was my number one. Your number um, one, okay. Yeah, and we. What's my, your number two? It was uh, Martin uh, Brodor. Marty Brodor. I also have Marty Brodor as number two. Oh, see. Right. Yeah, I mean Marty Brodor. He's he's another one. He's done done it all, man. Like three Stanley Cups, four Vesnas, five different Williams Jennings trophies. Perhaps out of All-Star games, I think that's nine. Seven. Seven All-Star games? Seven. Or he was a seven-time All-Star with uh, the Devils. Yeah. Because like he was Three my... Cups, four Veznas, three Hart Memorials. Uh, two Olympic gold medals. Yeah. He was uh, actually the number one that I had. It was Marty Brodor. Number one. Okay. Excuse me. So who's your number two, Kyle? My number two is Brodor. Okay. Well, who's your number one? My number one is Patrick Wall. Oh, okay. like, there's, so all... there's no, I don't think there's anything. Personally, I don't think there's anything arguing Patrick Waugh is the number one. I mean, he proved his greatness with two different teams. Oh yeah, dudes... didn't 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 even fluctuate in the slightest switching teams. Like still continued his greatness onto the second team. I'm curious to see here Collins number one here. Uh, again, I told Ethan before recording, and I think he'd be moderately surprised with my pick. My number one goaltender. Mm-hmm. Chris Osgood. It was Chris Osgood, okay. Uh, really? se- yeah, 744 games played, uh, 2.49 goals against average, and a .905 save percentage. Again, he's uh, his record is 401 and 216. Obviously, he was a big uh, a big factor in their last cup win back in 2008 against the Penguins. Uh, he's always been a consistently under-the-radar kind of guy when you have you know teammates like Powell down to Nick Lindstrom. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist, oh, not Lundqvist. How the fuck did I say Lundqvist? I, uh, Zetterberg, uh, on those teams. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's tough as a goaltender to kind of come up against that offensive firepower that Detroit had back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, we saw how quickly that shit petered out. From 2012 on, they just shit hit the fan with them. Yeah, yeah, and then as I said, obviously my number one was Marty Brodeur. I mean, I feel like that almost kind of goes without question. Like in, in the line, I think, I, put, I, put, I think there is argument to switch around Brodor and Wall. I, 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 like, I personally lean more towards Wall. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I think there's many arguments you could give for Brodor being number one. Yeah, I was just going off of just achievements that he had in uh, his career. Like you had said, Kyle, three Stanley Cups, four Vezina Vizin- trophies, two Olympic gold medals. He was a seven-time All Star with. Uh, the Devils, you know, the guy is just an absolutely phenomenal goaltender. Absolute, absolutely stellar. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to current because we all kind of went through that pretty damn fast. Yeah, a lot quicker than I intended it to be. But anyway. All right. Uh, well, who are y'all 
Y'all's honorable mentions for. I actually did not have honorable mentions for for current. I I think I'm the only one with uh, Ramen Hunter. Yeah, I didn't write down any stats, but you know, coming back from you know, I I'm I'm not gonna say the insane asylum, but I coming back from his mental health issues to be by far one of the hottest goaltenders, shutting out the Penguins in four games a couple years ago, and come over to uh, going over to Chicago, still doing fantastic. Then to Vegas and how hot him and Flurry have been yeah. in Vegas. It's yeah. it's hard it's hard to beat, but I, I don't want to give him a top ten spot as of yet. Obviously if if he continues to be with Vegas next season or wherever he goes in the offseason, he might eventually bump into the top ten and potentially top five. But at this point, I'm not gonna give him a top I'm, 10 I'm spot. gonna go first because I do have Robin Lander at number ten. He just barely squeaked his way in there. I can't remember who I had. Did that knock him out last second? But yeah, I, the only reason because he has he's proved his importance to the team. Oh yeah, he, oh, he's absolutely. proved he deserves a spot in that in the starting in the starting two. If you want to say even as a starter, does he deserve the starting full time starting position? No, not quite yet. No, he, he quite has, yet. I've only put him in there because he has proved his importance to the team. Do well, are, you, are you are you going off the facts of like beginning of the twenty one season, Robin Hunter? Or are you going off of playoff experience, Robin Hunter? I'm just going based off of past and this past season. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think he just barely, ba- just barely, barely sneaked. Yeah, I, th- I threw him in there, there literally a uh, second and threw out my number Because excluding game one um, against Colorado, Colorado, we have not really seen much of playoff Robert Leonard yet, just yet. Yeah. yeah. Do, you well, th- do you think... Uh, something might happen to Flurry in the next few games, next few series. I mean, if something I happens to Flurry, there's no doubt he's going to get it. He's going to be. Well, I'm in. saying, like, well, I, as much as I hope, I don't see Flurry. Yeah, no, I'm back. just asking, like in general, like talking about Robin Leonard and just missing our top ten list. Do you think towards the end of you know the next couple, the next two series, or by the end of the season, do you think he'll get a chance to shine and really show his shit? It's I think gonna, it all depends if something happens to Flurry. If, if Flurry gets injured and he wins the next six games he starts, then absolutely. It's going to be tough just because, you know, Leonard's only seen one game within the past month and a half since the playoffs have started. Are you really going to chance it by throwing in a cold goaltender against a hot team like Montreal? Or are you going to or are you gonna go with the third-string goaltender with whoever the fuck it is? Yeah, I don't... I, I don't. I don't even know Vegas is third string goaltender just because Nenner and um, Flurry have been hot. Yeah, yeah. Because I know it's been uh, they jump between Oscar Dansk and who have, um, I don't know the other one. Is it Ferguson. I don't know. I want to say something. Ferguson. I know. I know they Maynard? jump. Maynard. What? Never mind. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's starting this? I mean, I right. just I just did because I said he, cause he just have, barely snuck into my top. Three. I um had um. Carolina's um, James Reimer as my okay. number one ten, um, just just in his career, and he's um, has one hundred seventy three wins, one hundred thirty one losses, and a total of two point seven nine um, goals against and point nine one three save um, save percentage. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely deserves a spot. Mm-hmm. Yep, I had Sergey Bobrovsky of the Panthers, Bobby, the Bob. With 297 wins and 180 losses as a career with a total of 538 played games. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So my number 10, actually, believe it or not, I had Carter Hart. I like Carter Hart. You're funny. You're so funny. If you're not counting this season, I'm with him. Yeah. That's what I, I, I don't think saying. you can judge yeah. a goaltender based on one season. Yeah, I'd put Carter Hart as one. This is why, spoiler, I don't have any rookies... On my list, I don't. I don't either. Like you can't yeah. judge goalie based on one season. Okay, I I lied. I have one goal uh, rookie in mine. You have one goalie on your rookie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm I made a oh I just won off of this season stat, stats. I'm still gonna keep my list, but my stats are gonna be skewed for the season. Okay. So, but I just went with Carter Hart. Just, I mean, he he did all right during the regular season. It's just towards the very end he kind of fell off a little bit. I mean, it was, he, yeah. I mean, he ended, it was more like he ended the season when he really, really started struggling. He, I think that uh, that fifth game against the Penguins is when he started to kind of fall off a cliff. Yeah, because yeah. at the beginning of the year, he was doing 
He's fine. He's, yeah, he's great. Um, so, I mean, he ended the season with a 3.67 uh, goals against average and a .877 save percent. So, yeah. that's why I put him in my number 10. Because there are people that are a lot better than him. And I just, I personally, you guys can have your personal opinion about it. I just feel like he wasn't really a strong standout goaltender this past mm-hmm. season. Take out the fact that he's a flyer. He's a good goaltender. Oh, he's a phenomenal goaltender. It's just this past season, he wasn't really a standout player like he normally is. Yeah. <clears throat> so I went with, uh, for my number 10, Ryan Miller of Anaheim. Okay. Uh, oldest goaltender to play this season. Uh, get, goals against average is uh, 3.51. Save percentage is 0.882, which is okay for, for... For a team with like Anaheim, that's not terrible. No. That's really yeah, not no. terrible. <laughs> uh, except his record is pretty awful. Uh, his record, four and eight. Ooh, not as great as uh, Jimmy Howard's two and twenty-one last season. <laughs> two and twenty-four, however horrendously it was. It's just I don't want to talk about. It. Speaking <laughs> of Jimmy Howard, I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> it's just right in my number nine spot. <laughs> kind of, kind of what we said. I said um, in the other category. It's just unfortunate for being a good goaltender. He just never got the. Chance to hold this old standard. Yeah. It's most memorable. I say one of the top three greatest to not hoist. It's, it's most like the highest trophy that I ever got was a silver medal, medaler, medal back in 2014. 2014. 2010. 2010. 2010. Uh, all right, I'm moving on to number nine. I have um, another California goaltender in uh, Jonathan Not So Quick with LA. Uh, 34 years of age here this past season. He has a 2.86 uh, goals against average at .898 uh, save percentage, which isn't bad for Los Angeles as no, well. Bring up the, he was my number 10 that, that Robin Lander just knocked out. He was my number 10. Uh, his record is 11 and 9. Which not terrible. For a team like LA, that's not terrible. Which the newbie, Cal Peterson, did beat him out for the starting position, yeah. which rightfully so. And then my number nine was Simeon Barlamov. Um, wow. um, he's had a 2.63 goals against and a one, 9.16 save percentage. That's not terrible. I'll, 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 I will not disagree with Barlamov. No, you guys are going to call me biased and say I'm dumb for pointing it, but I get Tristan Jari at number nine. Yeah, you're biased and fucking <laughs> retarded, <laughs> saying, man. I wouldn't say eliminate- you're biased, you're just dumb. <laughs> eliminate eliminate his playoff performance this season. He had his hot Go based on streaks. off of he he stole the started position away from Matt Murray last season. He did great as a backup in a couple seasons prior. I, I think he does he has proved his spot as a top ten. I said do not count his playoff performance this past season, and I think he deserves a spot. Um so for my number nine, I actually actually go ahead, Bubba. Oh, you're good. For my number nine, I had Jordan Bennington in St. Louis. Okay. That's okay. kind of a... He has... He's been kind of quiet this season. I was kind of going off him for the last few seasons with a uh, 2.42 goals against average and a .915 save percentage. You know, I probably should have had him a little higher up, but I was kind of thinking about it, and I have some bigger names up the list, and I was like, I think he yeah. deserves a spot on my list. You guys might call me crazy for my number nine, but this, again, is just personal preference. Um, I actually had Yusei Saros for my number nine. Not really crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think. consider that crazy at all. That's very I valid, had, actually. I had Yusei Saros as my ninety. Uh, my number nine. Uh, he had a 2.28 goals against average and a .927 Safe percent. Wow. Which I was actually pleasantly surprised by that yeah. because he's another one, like Bobo said, he's just quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't... Yeah. Like, I know of him, and I've seen him play maybe so once. He was a backup at the beginning of the season, and he another one that he switched over to the starter. Like, he, he, he kind of slowly took over the uh, starting role as they kind of peeled Pekka back yeah. and then took more and more he's, responsibilities he's as the season. Nashville? Nashville, Nashville. Okay. So, yeah, him and uh, Peck are counterparts. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to number eight. I have uh, Cam Talbot of Minnesota. Okay. Uh, actually, Cam Talbot being 33 years of age, same age as uh, Carey Price right now, 
Uh, goals against is a 2.58. No, I'm sorry, no, 2.6. Yeah, 2.63 and a 0.915 save, uh, save percentage. Uh, record is 19 and 8 for a lackluster Minnesota team. That's not terrible. Minnesota. My, Minnesota. Num- my number eight, very close in some of the bubble, I had Jordan Bennington. Um, yeah, he choked in the first round of the playoffs this year, but. Go look back at his rookie season in 1819. He's the, the sole reason the Blues won the Stanley Cup that year. The main reason they even made the playoffs, let alone. Same thing, same with last season. Like, And even this season. He, he started off pretty slow at the beginning of the season, but as they got more toward midseason and making a playoff push is when he really started pushing himself and getting better and better. I just think if he wasn't facing Colorado, he would have put up better numbers in the playoffs. Yeah. He's my number eight. Um, My number eight, I actually had um, Bob Rossi, um my number eight. Okay. Um, I have Pekka Rene. Number eight? Okay. Number eight. Yeah. With uh, a 2.43 goals against and a .917 uh, save percentage, I think. That's fair. You know, yeah. yeah. So my number eight, I actually had uh, Anton Kadobin. He was my number eight. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, he ended the season with a 2.54. Goals against average and a .905 save percentage. So, not shabby. Could it be better? Yeah, yeah. always could be. But but with a, a bottom seed team as in Dallas, what else do you expect? Yeah. Right. All right, let's move on to our number seven. I actually have a Winnipeg's Connor Hellebuck. For as amazing of a season as he had in Winnipeg this past season, I don't I don't think he'll he'll break the top five. At least, at least as of right now. It could change after next season, but I mean anything. Obviously, anything could change. Obviously, he has two point five eight uh, goals against average, point uh, nine sixteen goal, uh, save percentage, and he's twenty four and seventeen. Again, That's not it, terrible uh, for being in a star uh, offensively studded North Division. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. gonna be tough for any goaltender, right? Oh yeah. Okay, for me, very close. I can't remember if it was you or Bo would have had him at number eight, but Cam Talbot is my number seven. Um, he was like he was a huge factor in Winnipeg or Winnipeg's uh, Minnesota's success this season. Again, I think he was one of the main reasons they made the playoffs mm-hmm. and put. And he was one of the main reasons they pushed pushed Vegas to seven games. So, I, yeah, he's and just going back based off of past seasons, how he played with I was Calgary they- and how he played with Edmonton. His fight against Mike Smith in the oh, Battle of Alberta. That was great, man. Oh. I was really amazed that they pushed Vegas to seven games. Yeah. Yeah, I would have thought I mean, five I, or I six. had predicted, predicted that in my bracket from day one. I knew that series was going to be a barn burner. Just based off, based off of Kirill and Cam. My number seven, actually, I had Robin Winner at my number seven. That's okay. fair. Okay. A little high, but yeah, yeah. He, he deserves top ten. I personally, a little high, but yeah, he deserves I, top ten. He does, does deserve top ten. Thought about it, I'm like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to put him higher or over, just. But I didn't. I knew he wasn't going to be a top five for sure. But I at least knew a top ten. Yeah. I had uh, Simeon Mar- Barlamov. 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 Okay. Fucking I whatever. Number seven. Out of the aisles, yeah. With a um, two point six three goals against and a point nine one six save percentage. Um. It's just you know one of those things he's. Kicking ass this playoff series. That's the biggest reason why he's on my list. Yeah, your numbers are a little off for Simeon Barlamov. Yeah, he oh, right. right now. But that's his career. Right now, he I is sitting at. Them. Right now, he is sitting at a two point zero four goals against average and a point nine two nine save oh, okay. oh, wow. Yeah, my I just I literally just googled the career of. No, so. that's fine. So number seven again. I think this may have been a little bit high, but. I went with him anyways because full send. Uh, <laughs> I actually said Jonathan Quick, number seven. Just got, okay. a, just got a send it, right? Yeah. And he, he missed my top ten for the sole reason, just his performance the past two seasons. Even say three seasons. Yeah, I yeah. said I said If you want based off of career-wise, I would definitely. Yeah, him. I'd say Johnny Quick for number seven because he's sitting at a point two eight six, uh, or a 2.86 goals against average. Sorry about that. And a point nine eight nine eight. Save percentage. All right. Uh, number six. I think I might be the only one here in the group who has a rookie currently in the top ten. I have uh, Toronto's Jack Campbell. 
Uh, this past season, obviously, he's 22 years, years of age. He's 2.15 uh, goals against average, a .921 save percentage, and it, his record, 17-3. and three. Wow. wow. 17 and fucking three. For a 22 year old rookie goaltender, he's 17 and three. And his he first... won like his first like eight or nine. Yeah, he, like he won a nice little streak there. Yeah. But again, in a star studded North Division who's all still three. First round oh. eggs hit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he immediately backed up Frederick Anderson right after he got hurt. From right after he got mm-hmm. hurt, yeah. He stepped in and did fucking amazing things. Yeah. Just fan. He, he did fantastic in the regular season. Yeah, and for being and, a rookie, too. That's a good number for being and, a rookie. And, you know, the first four games of <laughs> the Toronto Montreal series. And then that's where he absolutely shit himself. I don't even think it was him. It was just the team just just, in general. And they're just in that mindset. All right, well, we got to get out of the first round. All right, all right. It was him, but not just him. Yeah. I think they, they were just the whole team. Yet, oh, we just got too overconfident. Like, hey, we're actually may have a chance of advancing, and nope. <laughs> it was three to one. <laughs> three to one. <laughs> Going into home ice. Okay, my number six. This is my one that I think might be a little high. Connor Hellenbach. I, uh, I wouldn't say too if high. If he had played better in that Montreal series, I might have even put him a little higher. But with how well he looked against yeah. McDavid and Drysaitel. I knew me was going to be my top ten. I, I actually had the same. You I also had him at six. Yep, I had. Just to piss off Kyle, John Gibson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. See, mine, well, an inside joke for those of you that don't know that. Should we, should we explain it while I said it? Nah. 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 So, my number six, I actually had Devin Dubnik. Dubnik. Dubi. I know it might be a little stretch, but career rise, yeah. Okay, we got to think of career rise. I, I can hundred percent agree. A little high, I'd say more like nine or ten. But oh, really? You'd put him that low? I, I just there's just so many better goaltenders than Devin. Dewey. Oh, absolutely. I'd save that for. I would say my person. This is my personal, you know, list. I, yeah. I mean, he ended the season at a three point two zero goals against average and a point eight nine five save percent. So I mean. Again, not phenomenal, but there are definitely goaltenders in the league that did a lot worse than him. Yeah. <coughs> Carter Hart. <coughs> Excuse me, but... All right, uh, let's go into our top five. Um, I actually have a Pekka. Pekarina? Pekka, yeah. Uh, obviously, one of the older goaltenders in the league as of right now. 2.84 save percentage, a .907 goals... Um, I'm sorry, 2.84 goals against and a .907... Uh, save percentage. He's ten and twelve, which isn't the most stellar. But I mean, when you have somebody in, in UC Soros, you know, as your counterpart, yeah. you, you you can kind of rely on him. And you know, Pe- Pekka's always been, you know, one of the more underrated goaltenders in this league. Underrated is a really good way. Yeah. And in, in in this league to this day. Yep. I mean, I would. I, I think many people will definitely overblow him, uh, overpass him. When it comes to their top five, so yeah, I, I, that's fair. That's actually really good reasoning. Just, just barely breaking my top five. Another t- name that rolls t- right. The name that rolls right off the tongue. Tuka Rask. Tuka. Yeah, number five. Mate. He doesn't have a cup win as a starter. He has two, I believe, two as a two appearances as a starter, losing in both thirteen and. God, 18. 19. I like 19. how we've made the habit Sorry. of every time we've mentioned Tuka Rask, we're all, Tuka! Yeah, he just, he, he's done amazing. He stays consistent when he's not fighting an injury. I mean, when he's fighting an injury, there's a different story. You can tell he struggles when he is fighting an injury. But when he's fully healthy, he is 100% consistent with everything he does. If I'm going to be honest with you, I have him as my number two for that exact oh, reason. Wow. Oh, wow. I put him way high up there because he's always consistent. He's always on the ball. And he... His eyes are just like lasers. No matter where that puck is, he sees that puck. Colin, don't you dare make He's a not on the call. ball. He's on the puck. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm on the same boat with Kyle. I actually had Tuka at five. Okay. Um, back to back, we're on the same page. Like 15, a 15 and five record this year with a um, 2.28 goal against and a 
0.913 saving percent. So not bad. But, but who is your fifth? I have Hedrick Lundqvist of the Caps. Uh, he wouldn't count because he was not active this past season. Oops. That's fine, but yeah, I... I, would I still say, wouldn't disagree. If we're go, again, if we're going off a career base, that's what, oh yeah, I was that's, going career or not. That's without question. Because I thought we were leaning a little more towards career or not. That's, yeah, season, that's fine. So yeah, I, no, we, I mean, we may not I, have been more specific with that on our end. That might have I, been on our. our I mean, fault, I but. I understand where you come from. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So no, that's a good call there, Bobo. Uh, my number five, believe it or not, I actually had Mackenzie Blackwood. Okay. As he, as far as going as that, as far as like. Do I dare say underrated goaltenders? I would put him in like... A he's top. underrated for sure. I think he's definitely as underrated. Was this past season his best? Not necessarily, but he did have a couple of pretty decent little runs in this past season. Yeah. I mean, he ended the season with a 3.04 goals against average and a .902 save. And with for a very mediocre team like the Devils, that's not... That's terrible not, numbers. No, well, not at all. Do you? Think, I personally think it's, it's just a little, just a little too soon to put him in top ten. But again, if that's if you have backs to back it up, then I can't well, argue. Yeah. Well, do you think uh, Blackwood might do something with the Devils and you know go running with them? If the Devils can build a team in front of him, that's a what much more successful I mean. like team. Then yes, like he's a solid enough goaltender. It's just unfortunately, like Colin said, they don't have. They don't have the defensive core, and they don't have the offensive core that they need in front of them, uh, mainly defense. I mean, their offensive core isn't – I mean, it's nothing to write home about, but it's definitely not terrible. It's their defensive core that's struggling. All right, uh, let's move on to number four. My number four, actually, his name came up before as some of ours number five. I had Tuka! Uh, Jeffy said said his stats before. He's been always been a consistent goaltender. It's just the people in front of him haven't always been the most consistent. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> funny thing is, literally five minutes before we start recording, I flipped these two. Number four, I had Philip Grubauer. So I did. Ooh. I did have two guys. My number I four, forgot, but I flipped them last second. I kind of forgot about Gruby just because he's not one of those. I don't want to say he's not one of those big big name goaltenders, but you don't really. Hear talk about him much. Yeah. There's not a lot said, of like, talk about This him. past season, debatably, his best season he's played so far. Oh, yeah. Really. As he's a starter, like, backup, whatever, his best season he has played since he's that, that's, that goes with and, and look at his payoff run. I mean, he, insane. He, yeah. I mean, gr- granted, he, lo- he ultimately lost in seven to Vegas, but like, it, it's, it, it's tough for him. Yeah. As I stutter my way along. <laughs> Um, my number four, I had Carey Price. I had Carey okay. Price as well for my number four. Um, his um, season was 12-7 and seven with a 2.64 at goal against and a .901 save percentage. Yeah, and then career-wise, what I have for Price is I have 707 games played, including last night, so 708 games played. 360 wins and 255 losses. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I gush about Carey Price enough to not have to include him in my list. I mean, that <laughs> man will always... By far, he is easily my favorite playing goaltender. <clears throat> without question. Yeah. Um, but, he's... I mean, I... You know, going back to what we were saying about Tuca, he's one of those players where he... You know, he doesn't take his eyes off the puck and he knows where everything is and he's just consistent. Yeah. Well, and... But you also got to look at the counteract of like what I said earlier, his his ability to recover from injury mm-hmm. because he is, a, he is unfortunately, him being one of the best goaltenders in the league unfortunately comes with a price and that makes, and that means he is very injury prone. <laughs> it comes at a price. <laughs> get, get out. Get out of my, get out of my studio. But, I was uh, trying to hold it in. I'm sorry. But, like, it, no, I mean, being, I would say he's one of the best goaltenders in the league, or in my personal opinion, the best goaltender in the league for a reason, and that's because he puts his body through all that work, and unfortunately it's just taxing on him, and he has a hard time recovering from injury. And that always makes, I know it makes Canadian fans worry a lot when he gets injured and is out for, say, a week or two weeks or however long, 
those are going to be like, is he going to be able to come back and perform? And he's he going to be able to get right back into the game? See, that's kind of where I, I didn't put him much much higher is because of that specific reasoning. Yeah, his... he's, as I said, he's a God-tier goaltender, but he is just so injury-prone, and it's and that's, yeah, really, that's, really tough. That's why I put him kind of in my lower top five. So, my number four, I actually... And I guess I would consider him, and the only reason I put him this high up on my list is because I guess I can consider him a little bit of a dark horse as far as a goaltender this season. I actually had Thatcher Demko. Again, I think it's too early, but it's a give it two, three years, I'd say 100%. Yeah, I said Thatcher he play, Demko. He's played, he played ridiculous last season. This yeah. season, you know, they were struggling with COVID, so it was hard to tell who was at playing at their full potential. Yeah. I think him and Holtby can be an absolutely frightening top two. Oh my in. god. See, I almost, I nearly put him in to my list. Like, well, I was like... But even with the yeah. weird COVID season, I mean, he ended the season at a 2.85 goals against average and a point nine one five save that's percent. That's still insane for yeah. That's still really, really good. And that's why I guess I put him up that high is because he's still really young. Mm-hmm. And... He was still able to throw numbers like that in a shortened, really messed up season. Yeah. So that's why I put him up so high is because he's just delivered. Yeah. Number three, Colin. We've said his name, Carey Price. Yeah. I mean, again, he's the main reason why Montreal is where they're at right now. Yeah. Let's be honest. They 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 wouldn't be in the playoffs without Carey Price. No. Yeah. Or his counterpart, Jake Allen. But really, Carrie Price is one of the... He's carrying that team. Big <laughs> Carrying? Okay, move, moving on. Uh, number three. Uh, number two is... Uh, no, we still yeah, everybody else three. is number three. What? We have to do everybody else's number three. Oh, we just said everybody yeah. else's number four. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> My number three. Might put him a little too low. I got Flurry at number three. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, he has three cups, five total cup appearances... I mean, he's, he has battled injuries for a good majority of his career, you know, early on in his career. Lately, he's, you know, done a good job at avoiding them. But he, he's he's always fighting for a starter position. It just, he got stolen away from Murray back in 2013. He got stolen away by Valkoon. This season and last season, he got stolen away by Leonard. Like, if he can maintain a full starting position, I would 100% have him higher. Not, love the guy to death. Completely biased against everything about Flurry, but... My top two, I think, Jared, are just a little better than Flurry. Yeah. My number three, I had Philly. Grubauer? Yeah. So I think Philly our, all of our top fives are very similar. What about number three? I have Vassy. Vassy number three? Okay. Wow. I have Vasilevsky at number three. I know he's a little low, but he's just been phenomenal this season. This yeah. season, last season, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, for my number three, I actually had Semyon Varlamov. Okay. Yeah, I I just said Semyon for the fact that I've kind of the same situation with Carey Price where he, if without them, the Isles wouldn't have made the playoffs. I, yeah. I mean, he has been red hot. Yeah, especially and, during the second half of the season. And in the, I mean, in the time of filming right now, the Islanders are up 2 nothing on the Lightning Right now, so it's the defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning. And he's putting up a fight, man. He's... And he's putting up a hell of a fight. I mean, he ended the regular season with a 2.04 goals against average and a .929 save percentage. Wow. So. Great. Hold on, uh, number two. two. Um, I actually, his name was also stated before as uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Number two? Okay. Yeah, number two. 26 years of age. He's currently at a 2.21 goals against average, a .925 save percentage. Uh, he's 31 and 10 on the season, which is right. great. Great for a, a, what is it, a 26-year-old goaltender with a standing cup under his belt. Yeah. My number two, again, we've said his name, Carey Price. The reason I put him at number two rather than like four or five where you guys had him, look at what he's done in the years where he had – a bottom of the barrel team. He still put up absolutely amazing numbers. Oh my god! Still, even, even if the team, even if the teams were, even if the Montreal, sorry, was at the bottom of the standings, he's still putting up phenomenal numbers, game after game after game. Yeah, again, he has no cups to show for it, but it, it's. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's Mon- it's yeah. Montreal. What do yeah. you expect? 
Um, my number two, I actually just swapped them just a few minutes ago. Um, I have um, Mark Andre Fleury as number two. Okay. Um. Uh, I have Tuka. Number, number two. two. Okay. Um. Uh, well, well, why, why do you have Tuka as number two, Bobo? I, I have Tuka for my number two just because he's just, you know, the past previous seasons, he's just been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, he is just, he's one of the most nimble goaltenders I've ever witnessed. And just, you know, but with a 2.27 goals against and a 9.21 save percentage as a career Going this forward, he can only improve. And so for my number two, I actually had Flower as my number two. Okay. I had Mark Andre Flower as my number two. I mean, again, do I really need to say anything else that hasn't no. been said? I mean, the dude's just stellar. For but... me, it, like the top three were very, yeah. very hard for me. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah. That's what she said. All right, for number, my number one, I had the flower himself. At, uh, at the age of 36, at this season, he had a 1.99 goals against average, which is the lowest on my list yeah. ever. Uh, he has a, a .928 save percentage. He's 26-10 and 10 this season, ba- ba- battling for that top spot in Vegas. You want to talk about one of the most fluid goaltenders in the league. Like, can you think of anybody that better than him as far as fluidity. Maybe Carey yeah. Price, but... Yeah, my number one, obviously, we've said his name. I don't need to go any further. Vasilevsky. Mine is also one, Vasilevsky. I, nothing else needs to be said. And my number one is also Vasilevsky I would well. flower for my number one. All right, but we're five. Let's go. Woo! So I won the top three. They're tough, man. Oh, they were so hard. hard. Absolutely. The sure. only reason I think, you know, I put flower is A, you know, Coming from a Penguins fan, I miss him in Pittsburgh. I really, really do. And B, just, you know, the past, what, four seasons with the Knights, he has just been fucking phenomenal. It's crazy to think that the Knights have already been around. This is, what, their fifth year? Yeah. This is their, this is their fourth year. Fourth, fourth, fourth year? Fourth and the season. the fact that every year since their inaugural season, they've made the play, the postseason. This is the sec- their third time in the third round, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, last year they were knocked off in the oh, Two years ago, they were not, they were knocked off in the second round by San Jose, but they've made third round or further up to this point in time. Which still, you got it's phenomenal. That's, that's amazing. Just I mean, for being if a, they make the Cup final this year, that'll be that means fifty percent of their existence they have made the Stanley Cup final, which would be ridiculous. Jesus. All right. I, I knew that. I knew the the top three. Everybody would be very right on the nose. Very similar. It was tough, man. Very tough. All right, that'll be the end of week 23 of the Buckbusters podcast. Again, 23 weeks in, almost, you know, six months in. Follow us on social media. Give us suggestions for, you know. It's almost, season, it's almost season two, guys. Come on, you got to follow us. Yeah, give us suggestions. You know, where, where, where else do you listen? You know, Spotify, Apple Music, yada, yada. You know the whole spiel. You know, what, what the buck else are you guys doing? All right, we're done, guys. Woo!